NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Contact! Kyle Busch is into Keselowski. Brendan gone up and over. Back on all four wheels. Side by side to the checkered flag. Ryan Blaney wins the 1000Bulbs.com 500 at Talladega. There's pressure to win the next one and the next one and the next one. There's always pressure on the line. NASCAR Live is presented by Procore Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore. And brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew with you on a very action-packed show today. Of course, the week has been shortened because we stayed over to run the 1000Bulbs.com 500 at Talladega on Monday. Ryan Blaney was able to take the checkered flag by seven one-thousandths of a second. He's going to join us in studio, talk about the win, and talk about advancing to the round of eight. We'll also preview a playoff cutoff race, which happens to come up this weekend at Kansas Speedway. The Hollywood Casino 400 at day's end will leave four playoff drivers behind before that round of eight begins at Martinsville the following week. We're going to highlight some of the past playoff chaos at Kansas. Plus, Richard Childress is going to talk about 50 years of Richard Childress racing and a whole lot more. But first, let's catch you up with some of the latest headlines in NASCAR Nation. Spencer Boyd won the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series race at Talladega over the weekend. Johnny Sauter was first to cross the start-finish line, but he went below the yellow line. NASCAR took the win away and gave it to Spencer Boyd, his first win in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. As we mentioned, Ryan Blaney won the Talladega Cup race on Monday after a rain delay. Several big crashes. Ryan Blaney was on the elimination bubble, but is now safely into the round of eight, joining Kyle Larson, who has already locked himself in with the big Dover win a week and a half ago. Here's a quick silly season update for you. We know Paul Menard and David Reagan are retiring. Matt Benedetto will fill Menard's spot at the Wood Brothers. Daniel Hemrick is out at Richard Childress Racing. Tyler Reddick will move up from the Xfinity Series and go in that number eight car. Coming up from the Xfinity Series as well, Chris Buescher is leaving JTG Dougherty Racing and going to Roush Fenway Racing to drive the number 17 car, which puts Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the market. Christopher Bell is coming up from the Xfinity Series, and he'll go to fill the spot at Levine Family Racing in the number 95 car. Now, there are some seats to be filled. Front Row Motorsports has an opening. And then, of course, there's talk about Cole Custer. Will he move up into Stuart Haas Racing? If he does, who will be out? Where will Ricky Stenhouse Jr. end up? Where does Daniel Hemrick go? Will any other veterans announce retirement? While we know some news, there's still a lot of answers that we do not have. There is still time here as we're five races to go from the end of the season. So a little update there on the news front for you. Coming up, Ryan Blaney is going to join us after the big Talladega win. And later, you'll also hear from Richard Childress. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who's the greatest of all time? For my money, it's Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's simple. I've said it before Point and I'll say it again. Out of all the heroes, take away the zeros. And what you got? One big trophy of me saying, no I told you so. I disagree. 
Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Talladega winner Ryan Blaney joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty. I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Not there yet. They got to get through the trioval. They're crashing further back. Chris Busch is in the wall. He gets airborne, lands on all four. The field steaming to the line. Side by side to the checkered flag. Ryan Blaney wins the 1000Bulbs.com 500 at Talladega. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Monday on the Motor Racing Network, the 1000Bulbs.com 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. Man, what a race that was. And in the end, by seven one-thousandths of a second, Ryan Blaney picking up the win and also punching his ticket into the round of eight in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. And he's here on NASCAR Live to talk about it. Ryan, welcome to the show. Congratulations on the big Talladega win. Hey, well, I appreciate it, and thanks uh, for having me. So from your perspective, we know how it ended, but what was the journey like over 499 and a half miles to get to that win on Monday in Talladega? Yeah, I mean, it was a long, long weekend for sure, especially, you know, two days starting on Sunday and it getting rain. And, um, you know, luckily Monday was, uh, was a really nice day outside. But, um, was, you know, those races are really long, um, especially when you break them up like that and really just in general of, of trying to, you know, stay with your support and people that really help you out and, um, you know, just all the pit strategy things. When you're pitting under green, you usually have, you know, green flag pit stops and the stages there. Um, and then towards the end of the race, obviously, you get more cautions. And um, we had to miss a, a few really big wrecks uh, to kind of get through there. But um, we've kind of been collected and piled into all the other Speedway wrecks this year. So it was nice to finally be able to have a chance to sneak our way through the big ones. I was going to say, you have had a tendency to be a magnet when those big wrecks break out. You just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I guess for as many days that go wrong like that, you should really relish in the successes of making yeah. – of making it through all that. What's it like driving through all that mayhem when cars are spinning and sliding and crashing all over the place like that? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just can't do anything about it. You know, the wrecks we've been in, it happens every speedway race to somebody or a group of people of you're just riding along and a wreck happens in front of you and there's literally nowhere to go. Um, and that's what happened to us this whole year. It's happened to us a lot of speedway races. It happened to a lot of guys yesterday. Um, but this, you know, all these times that, we were able to see it as soon as it happened and kind of make a game plan on, you know, it's, it's a quick, it's a kind of a quick jerk, knee jerk reaction to where you're going to go. And you hope that hole is still there when you get there. But um, yeah, there was, I was right behind the 62 when he flipped over uh, Brendan and luckily we were able to get by that one and, and a couple others just, um, you know, you just hope holes open up. You hope you see it first off, you know, a couple of them I was able to see pretty early on right when someone got out of shape and you kind of are, you have half an idea where they're going to end up, but you don't know where the other cars are going to end up. Just um, 
you know, some of that stuff is luck of being in the right place at the right time, but then you got to be able to, you know, make, make quick reactions and, and quick decisions on getting you through there. We had a caution that turned into a red flag at the end of the race right there at the end, uh, and you had some time to think about what was about to happen. What kind of thoughts did you have when you were sitting there on the backstretch under the red flag? What kind of, what kind of thought process were you engaged in right then? Um, yeah, that was, you know, we were going to probably come down to a green-white checkered, and I think it did. It did once they got it all cleaned up. And, uh, yeah, you're sitting there. You know, I feel like we have a red flag more and more here. Uh, the speedway stuff, just big, big pileups. Um, but you're just sitting there and, and kind of figuring, okay, where am I going to line up here? Who's going to be behind me? What's going to be the best lane to choose? Um, kind of all that stuff's rolling through your head, um, just seeing what uh, what your options are and um, what you think is going to be the best way to kind of execute it. Um, so that's all that stuff is processing. Do I like sitting around there and, and doing that because sometimes you overthink it? No. I'd rather just kind of go um, – because you can make all the plans you want, you know, and, and these speedway races, a lot of times you, they don't go to plan. Um, but, yeah, it just gives you extra, kind of a little bit more time to sit there and think about uh, a little bit more of a game plan. And luckily that, uh, you know, that game plan worked out for us. I was going to say, and that definitely was a winning game plan. You're able to pick up the win. Now you move on in the playoffs. What's the 12-team like right now at Team Penske? Where do you think coming up that, the strengths of your race team will breed success on the racetrack now as we enter the enter the stretch run here with five races to go in the season. Yeah, I mean, obviously our morale is pretty high right now. I mean, it, it has been all season, um, but unfortunately, you know, the wins have kind of eluded us, uh, even though I, I felt like we had a good shot to win, you know, two or three of them already and just kind of slipped through our fingers. But, um, you know, obviously it's good. And, and honestly, I, uh, the round of eight for us this year is, is all really good tracks for us. Um, I look back at these races earlier this year where we've run from Martinsville, Texas, and Phoenix, and, you know, I think we ran fourth at Martinsville this year. Uh, we were leading Texas when we uh, blew a motor, and uh, we led a bunch of laps in Phoenix and ran third. So, um, you know, where we are in the points is most likely we're going to have to win one of those races to get to Miami, um, which is, you know, fine. We kind of had a must-win situation this weekend. Um but honestly, you never know what, if people have troubles or not, if you can have a solid three races. But uh, I, I really like all three tracks that we're going to here in the round of eight. And, um, you know, hopefully we can have a f three really good runs and, and try to get a win there. Of course, you got some mile-and-a-half racing coming up. We'll talk Kansas in a moment, but you've also got Texas coming up and the season finale at Homestead Miami Speedway. Where's the Team Penske mile-and-a-half program, in your opinion, right now? Uh, I think it's okay. Um, you know, you look back at – the only other mile and a half we've had already uh, in the playoffs uh, be Vegas. And, you know, I thought it's, I thought our cars were pretty decent. I think Brad ran fourth, I ran fifth um, or third or something like that. Um, but I thought our cars were pretty decent. Joey led a lot of that race. So I think our mile and a half program is pretty close. I think a couple other cars are really strong right now. The Gibbs cars seem to be really good. Uh, the four cars pretty strong. Um, but, you know, people, things always keep changing, you know, on this Kansas race, you know, the Brad won it earlier this year, but it's going to be a whole different racetrack with it being, you know, in the daytime and things like that. And people have kind of adjusted on how they build their cars too, um, you know, since that race. So I think it's pretty strong, but uh, you can really, you can never fully tell and stack your competition up till you get there. The next mile and a half opportunity will come your way Sunday in the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway, a race that all of you will hear right here on Motor Racing Network. Uh, what do we need to keep tabs on? What are some of the things that we need to pay attention to? What are some of the things that you and Jeremy Bullins, your crew chief, and the rest of the team are going to make sure are buttoned up to ensure that you have more success coming up this weekend? Yeah, just executing races, you know, and staying in the hunt. Um, that's kind of what we've talked about all year and, and getting better throughout the race. Um, I feel like that's something we've really worked hard on trying to improve. Um, but, you know, just you look at yesterday, we stayed in the game all day and, um, we're able to put ourselves in a spot to capitalize uh, on races, and I think that's what we need to do. And um, that the win yesterday definitely put us. It came at a, a great time. You know, it, it boots everyone up. It gets you in the next round. You make you make a pretty good statement. I know it's Talladega. I know it's a speedway and uh, kind of a big wild card race, but it, it's still big. You know, it's still big for everyone's confidence, and uh, and especially in the playoffs of moving you on to the next round. So. Um, yeah, just, just uh, like I said, staying in the game and executing well and, and just doing our jobs the best we can. We wish you the best in doing that this weekend at Kansas and races beyond all the way to Ford Championship weekend.
Appreciate you stopping by NASCAR Live to talk about it with us. All the best coming up Sunday at the Kansas Speedway. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. That's Ryan Blaney. He won the 1000bulbs.com 500 at Talladega Super Speedway on Monday. Coming up, Kim Coon talks with RC. That's Richard Childress. And later, we'll talk Kansas playoff eliminations. I'm Matt Benedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore Construction Management Platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Richard Childress talks 50 years of RCR and what the future holds for the race team next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. Whelan would like to congratulate Ryan Blaney and his Team Penske number 12 pit crew for the win at Talladega. Early in the race, Blaney spun while coming to pit road, but the team didn't give up. Oh, we got a spin right there, headed on to pit road. Ryan Blaney spins, trying to get on pit road, couldn't tell if there was contact, but he spun off into the grass and stopped. Now he's trying to get it fired and turned around and back out on the pit road. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. 2019 is the 50th anniversary of Richard Childress Racing. Richard has been celebrating all season long. Kim Kuhn had the opportunity to chat with RC at Talladega and see what's on the horizon for Richard Childress Racing. Taking the checkered flag, Ricky Rudd in the Piedmont Airlines car as he waves to the fans as he crosses the line. Car owner Richard Childress. Between them, they've scored their first. NASCAR Winston Cup victory. In the fall of 1969, you competed in the inaugural event at what is now known as Talladega Super Speedway, but it also marked your first Premier Series start. What do you remember about that day and the race? Well, leading up to the race, we had ran a uh, uh, we had ran a Grand American race here, and we ran it on a road course. Those are the cars that we had. And back in the day, Bill France Sr., they would give us deal money to come. And I think he sent us $500 or given us 500 bucks or whatever. Then we ran that race that day, and I might have won 1000 or something. And so that evening after that race, the guys boycotted the PDA, which was a professional driver's association. And Richard Petty was the president. And they, some of them talked to us about not running uh, that race the next day. And... Big Bill France stood on one of those old benches that was in the old garage area, and he says, boys, I'll give you a little extra money, and you'll win the money. I need you to stay here and race. So we did, and I left uh, Talladega in my old 54 Ford truck <laughs> dragging a race car behind me, and uh, uh, I ended up uh, looking, going up the road, looking at the money I had and a check, and I said, man, I'll never have to work again in my life. And here I am still working 50 years later. 
You've been celebrating 50 years of RCR all throughout 2019. What's been the best part of the anniversary? You've gotten to do some cool things. You guys have had some cool paint schemes. What's been the highlight? You know, just I think the fans coming up and congratulating you and thanking you for 50 years of, of being involved with NASCAR. Getting to drive the pace car at Indy was really cool. And, you know, just uh, having the, the grandkids to make the tribute to 50 years. Uh, and the fans, we're going to have fan day here in a, uh, the Friday before Martinsville. And it's going to be a great day up there. We've already got a lot of things going on, a lot of fans coming up. So it's going to be really neat. You started as a driver owner and built RCR to one of the mightiest teams in the NASCAR garage. What would you say the key to your success has been? People. Uh, it's, uh, you know, and never giving up. You know, there were so many times that uh, I felt like I should do something else. Uh, even when I was a driver, you know, times were pretty tough at, at times financially. And uh, just never giving up and surrounding myself with all the right people and having the right people around me and uh, uh, and being in NASCAR. You know, NASCAR is the greatest organization it is out there that we race in today. What for the France family in NASCAR? I, I don't know what I'd be doing today. I, probably hunting in Alaska or something. <laughs> that motto of never giving up, do you feel like you've done a good job of imparting that on the drivers that have come through your organization as well as your grandsons? I, yeah, I definitely... You know, I know the struggles, like this year we're struggling uh, a little bit, but we've had that before throughout those 50 years. Even when I was a driver, Dale struggled, Kevin, all of us went through that. But each one of them knows there's going to be a brighter day coming. If you work hard enough and your luck will change, and it is some luck, but you make your own luck in this business. So if you work hard enough, it will change. You guys have had struggles, but you've also had some speed this year. And then looking into next year, Tyler Reddick's moving up from the Xfinity Series. He's going to be driving the number eight cup car. What do you think he's going to bring to the cup side of the organization? Well, we have had speed. He's won five. Tyler's won five races, won the season championship. So that was a highlight for RCR. Uh, Austin's had more accidents this year, been wrecked several times, and uh, leading a race at Daytona and got wrecked. So, I mean, we've been there. We just haven't been able to put it together. So I think what Tyler will bring, and I'm looking at change right now. Other changes I'm going to make in RCR, you just can't. Change is progress. A lot of people don't like change, but you have to change. And, uh, you know, I think Tyler is going to bring a whole different young go-after-it type deal. And Austin Dillon drives off competition. If he's got competition, he's going to step up to the plate. Fans are a very important part of our sport. What do you hope fans are able to say about the Richard Childress Racing Organization? You know, I, I, a lot of them, you know, come by and thank me for, you know, all the things, the great memories that we've gave them and all. But as far as Richard Childress, I want to know that I was a man of my word. I can walk down Pitt Road and I don't have to step aside for nobody because I know I haven't done anyone wrong. And, uh, just being honest and bringing a great feel to the race fans. You know, the race fans are so important to this sport, probably more important to this sport than any sport out there. Coming up, we talk Kansas and the playoffs, and later, some heated Kansas moments. Seats are getting filled. NASCAR's Cowboys fire up their steel horses. The atmosphere around it is really special. Everything at that race is just exaggerated from a normal weekend. The view is unbelievable. I feel the push of the fans out there. You know how excited they are and how much they're looking forward to hopefully having a chance to go after a championship. Fans jumping up and down, yelling, screaming, losing their minds. Plan your weekend for the next Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff race today by visiting NASCAR.com slash tickets. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty. I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We discuss the playoff cutoff at Kansas and who could be facing elimination next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. Sunday, October 27th at Martinsville Speedway. It's a fight to the finish. The first date of 500 returns to Martinsville, part of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Get tickets now at martinsvillespeedway.com or call 877-RACE-TIX. That's martinsvillespeedway.com or 877-R-A-C-E-T-I-X for the first date of 500. October 27th, it's a fight to the finish. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on NASCAR Live. So glad you've joined us on this week's show. Coming up, we're racing at Kansas Speedway this weekend. Kansas will mark the end of round two in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. And it's a big race for several drivers in desperation mode to make it to the next round. Here to discuss who's in hot water are Steve Post, Tony Rizzuti, and Corey LaJoy. Yeah, Mike, it's race number three of round number two, the Hollywood Casino 400 this weekend. 1.30 the airtime here on Motor Racing Network. Kansas Speedway wrapping up with this round over in Talladega. And quite honestly, um, interesting combination that is locked in. Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney chatting here with uh, Tony Rizzuti and Corey LaJoy. Of course, you can catch Corey on our Sunday Money podcast here on Motor Racing Network. But, uh, Corey, when we look at this thing, uh, Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney, Man, uh, pretty neat for those guys to be locked into the to the next round going into Kansas this week. And with Ryan winning, that really shook it up way more uh, than if he didn't win and Ryan Newman won. That to put some different guys in, different guys out. Ryan Newman or Ryan Blaney would have been out. It's going to be pretty crazy, and a lot of guys are in must-win situations going into Kansas. It really is. And, 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 Tony, when we look at it, if we just say who are guys that are going to lock themselves forward at this point in the playoffs, especially when you look at the, the Denny Hamlins, the Martin Truex Juniors, the Kevin Harvicks, I, I'm not sure we have Larson and Blaney, but to Corey's point, that is what kind of has this thing jumbled up a little bit. Two guys that maybe we didn't see are locked in. They are secure into the round of eight. Yeah, and to me, that's, that's why the playoffs work so well well when it was established right the chance for guys to to come up big when it matters Mm -hmm. get a big win so Larson and Blaney are feeling pretty good I think everybody from Kevin Harvick up are probably in some decent they're feeling probably pretty good about going into Kansas but I'd say Kozlowski Logano they're probably a little bit nervous, and those guys on the outside looking in, they've, yeah. they've got a huge hill to climb. Brad is 20 points to the good. Joey is 18 points to the good. When I look at this here, Corey, with Denny, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, they're 36 or more points. They really need to avoid the catastrophic, but sometimes the catastrophic happens. How, how, do, you, how, do, you, how do you avoid the catastrophic? Uh, preparation, I yes, guess. Yes, exactly. Uh, That's you it. know, yep. because the only thing that can bite – uh, Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick probably are just mechanical issues right in the beginning of the race where they finished dead last. Yeah. If they can just prevent that and then at least uh, just get through the first two stages, they're going to be uh, pretty well set. Corey, we've talked about stage points. And in Sunday's race at Talladega, Joey Logano earned 18 stage points. He finished second in both the first two stages. Ironic that he is 18 points to the good. We've talked about it all year long. We've talked about it. It's time after time after time. This thing, he had a terrible uh, third stage, got wadded up in the big crash. Mm -hmm. But, man, those stage points paid off big for him. Absolutely. And he had a terrible Dover, and he had a terrible Talladega uh, on paper, but he had enough stage points, like you said, that puts him uh, really probably not in a good spot, but he's definitely breathing and sleeping a little bit easier last night. Uh, than he would have if he was even. Yeah, he said he's feeling uncomfortable, but uncomfortable is better than panicked, I think is what it boils down to. And that's the case, Tony, when you look at Joey's spot there. Yeah, I I totally agree. And, you know, look, Penske, Team Penske's going to be so prepared, right? They're probably going to spend extra time on the simulator Mm -hmm. to make sure everything's good. Kozlowski won this race back in the spring with this package. So they've got a lot of information coming in. So I think they're going to be ready to go. Corey, my question to you is... Do you drive these guys differently when it comes to a cutoff race? Uh, 
well, just in the playoffs in general, those guys are racing for something bigger than I'm than the rest of my season uh, is up for grabs for. So you know, you definitely give those guys a little bit more room than you normally would. Uh, whether it's trying to stay on the lead lap, I'm not going to race somebody like uh, you know whether it's Alex Bowman or somebody like that if they're leading the race. I'm not going to hold them guys up anymore because it could be the difference between somebody making the next round of eight or not. Corey, near here we're talked. Uh, we're here to talk about the playoffs, but one of the big hot topics coming out of Talladega was manufacturer involvement, and we understand this happens. But I, I watched that race, and we, you race car drivers, we just can't help you guys from being race car drivers. Mm. And ultimately, this kind of takes care of itself. And 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 again, without getting into all of all of the manufacturer stuff. Ultimately, as a race car driver, when you get to the latter stage of the race, you get pretty selfish out there, as does everyone else. Yeah, uh, but there's all the manufacturers starting to to wisen up because once one manufacturer sure. really commits to working together, like the Chevrolets did this weekend, then other manufacturers have to follow suit because sure. you can't take a four-car Ford team and beat a six- or seven-car Chevrolet yeah. train. You just can't do it. So uh, Ford's obviously having to catch up in that regard. We don't. We haven't had a Ford PowerPoint on what to do and not to do like the Chevrolet uh, guys have. So we haven't got to that point yet. Luckily, a Ford and a Blue Oval got in victory lane this weekend. I think Ford had uh, six of the top eight or nine. I yeah. thought uh, so. We had a good day for the Ford Blue Ovals, and luckily, with with Joey dumping the eighty-eight, it wiped out about all the Chevrolets. So that pretty much took us out. For, that that set us up pretty good. When we look at Kansas, Tony, you mentioned Brad Keselowski picked up the win, but when we look at the top five from the last race there. Alex Bowman second, Chase Elliott fourth, Clint Boyer in the fifth spot. Ironically, those are guys that need top fives and, and, and better. So it is a good track for those guys to try to race their way forward. Yeah, it's an excellent track for them. And it, it's interesting to see the three Hendrick cars that are yeah. still in the playoffs on the outside looking in. But when you start to look at those points, right, e- even if they can pull off a, a second, a third, and a fifth when you're 18, 22, 24 points behind – that's not just race good and everything will work out. That's race good, and somebody else is going to have to have a problem to be able to jump the cars that they need yeah. to jump to get in. That It's just going to be such a tough task because they're, they're not trying to jump a Kyle Larson who maybe hasn't had the best year right. or a Ryan Blaney that's kind of been on the outside looking in. It's Logano. Mm-hmm. It's Harvick. These are winning cars. Something's going to have to happen. It won't surprise me if it does, because Kansas can sometimes yeah. be that track where things can happen. It is the Hollywood Casino 400, 130 the airtime on Motor Racing Network this Sunday afternoon. Corey, we wish you the best out in Kansas, and uh, thanks for uh, hanging around. They were they were recording Sunday money, and uh, we uh, we locked them in the studio to join us, hmm. but uh, to hang in here with us. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate the yeah. time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for having me, and I'll... Uh... Talk to you soon. Sunday money with Corey LaJoy. Tony, always fun to hang out and talk racing. We do it in the hallways here a lot. It's good, to, it. good to do it here on NASCAR Live as well. It's going to be fun to see if somebody can throw yeah. that Hail Mary and get to victory lane and move it on. It could be a fun race. He's Tony Rizzuti. He's Corey LaJoy. I'm Steve Post. Now, Mike, back to you. Thank you, gentlemen. Coming up, we'll look back at some of the Kansas chaos that happened in the Kansas playoff races over the years. And later, we'll preview racing at Kansas Speedway this weekend. G'day, America. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right. Outback Delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback Delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse. Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. NASCAR Coast to Coast on MRN.com and Motor Racing Network's Facebook. Join me, Kyle Rickey, and Hannah Newhouse as we talk with the next generation of NASCAR stars and established local and regional racers each Wednesday at 1 Eastern time. Or subscribe, download, and listen on your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast. Grassroots NASCAR racing from the Motor Racing Network. Playoff drivers have run into trouble at Kansas in the past. We listen back to some of the chaos that Kansas has created next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments, experience realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brenda Gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. You know, the playoffs bring out the aggression in drivers, and that often leads to some serious implications in drama. Kansas has delivered on that drama over the years. Here are some of the best Kansas chaos playoff moments that changed everything. Brad Kozlowski goes around. Tears the splitter off that race car as he slides the Ford through the grass and the caution flag is out. Now Hamlin drifts up in front of Chase Elliott. Going to force Elliott three wide as Hamlin will cut to the bottom of the racetrack. Elliott will go topside. For a moment, looks like that there was going to be a block throw. Treble turn four again. William Byron up in smoke. He now pulls his car to the bottom of the racetrack. William Byron's in trouble off the corner. Eric Jones in the wall. He's up on his door. Daniel Suarez is collected. Ryan Blaney is collected. A major crash as they spin toward turn three. Jamie McMurray is around. Ryan Newman comes in. Paul Menard gets a piece of the crash. Eric Almirola is around. Danica Patrick is involved. And Clint Boyer, who also has a lot of damage to the front of his car. Matt Kenseth involved as well. And again, implications here are major, especially if you're Matt Kenseth. They came to pit road trying to repair the damage, had too many men working on the car while on the clock, and that car has been disqualified. Wow. Jimmy Johnson is in the outside wall. He'll spin all the way up to the banking. He'll graze alongside of the safer barrier. Trouble turn two. Kyle Larson is up and into the outside retaining wall. Just two laps after Casey Kane got the safer barrier here in turn two. Kenseth throws the block on Logano. All the way up against the safer barrier. Logano may have made contact. They're back in one. Kenseth gets tagged and he spins. He squeezed Logano into the wall in turn one. Logano got him back in two. And around goes Matt Kenseth. Down onto the apron as the field scatters to the outside. Five laps to go. It breaks out here at Kansas Speedway. Uh, well, that man's really cut dry. He just picked my rear tires off the ground and wrecked me, so there's no debate about that one. So, you know, I was plenty of clear, got out in front of him, and he just decided to uh, take us out. I just uh, hard racing, you know. He raced me really hard. I raced him the same way he raced me. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun out there uh, racing for a win like that. It's not only pressure on drivers during the playoffs. The crew chiefs have to deliver as well. Woody Kane talked with Kevin Harvest crew chief Rodney Childers about preparing for a trip to the Kansas Speedway. Rodney, we head to Kansas, and from the air, it looks like just any old other mile-and-a-half cookie-cutter racetrack, but it's not really, is it? No, I mean, Kansas is one of those intermediate tracks that, that is a little different on one end than the other. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a lot tighter in three and four than it is in one and two. One and two is really spread out, and, and uh, you know, with this package, you can run wide open through there pretty easy on new tires. So... Um, Kansas is a place that we've really enjoyed as a race team, and, and Kevin has always done a good job there, and we look forward to going. When you go back to these tracks the second time with this package, how much have you learned from the first time you went there, and how different do you think things will be, not just for you, but for everybody? Yeah, I think everybody in the whole field has learned a lot, you know, with their cars and, and bodies and different things. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what everybody shows up with and how they race and how they handle and, um, you know, with it being a day race for this one, you know, I think the handling will be a little bit more of a, a factor. And, and uh, hopefully we, we're one of the, you know, cars that, that have that going on when we get there. How abrasive has that track gotten after the repave several years ago? How hard is it on tires now? 
Uh, it's not too bad. You know, it has changed colors a lot, but it hasn't, you know, completely got to where it's destroying tires. But, um, you know, it, it has got to the point where you can't put two tires on anymore at least. So, um, but it, it's a it's a cool racetrack. I think the biggest thing with Kansas is, you know, you can run all the way up against the fence. You can run on the bottom. You can run in the middle. And it's just um, it's just good racing. You, you move around a lot, you know, from the beginning of the run to the end of the run. And, and that's what's uh, really cool about it mentioned daytime and that would theoretically mean a little bit warmer it seemed like at one point during the year everybody was saying well this car likes the cooler temperatures and likes the night races are you seeing that still or has that kind of been uh, washed away now I think from a fan perspective you would want it to be as as cold and as much grip as you can and have the cars all bunched together and look like a speedway race but um, when the track temp gets up you know it's a, it's definitely a whole different ball game you know the, the cars they don't handle near as good as what everybody thought they would with these big spoilers and stuff but um you know it, it turns into a, a handling game and and um, but you can't have too much drag too so it's uh it's been a interesting year to, to learn that and to figure all that out and um still a lot of a lot of differences in the garage and how people are going about it you mentioned that it's not really conducive to taking two tires there anymore. Are there any other strategy things that are unique to Kansas when you have to call a race there? Uh, not really. I mean, the biggest thing is just trying to figure out when to pit. And, and um, you know, you can still short pit people there a little bit and, and get advantage on new tires. And um, But you don't want to pit too early and the cost should come out too. So that's, that's really the only thing left, you know, as far as that is. Um, you know that standpoint but um you know we you still see it every now and then there'll be a caution with with 10 or 12 to go and some people will stay out and we were fortunate enough to win one last year by putting tires on there at the end and driving back up through there so you you still get some of that uh just depends on when the caution flies thank you woody coming up drivers tell us what they expect from kansas and later we've got nascar history Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, Game Changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Uh, well said. Get right to the point with Home Quote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. What are drivers expecting as we close round two of the playoffs? We'll hear from them next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 2019 is the Motor Racing Network's 50th year, and things are about to get a lot louder. I'm Woody Kane. The NASCAR season is revving its engine, and MRN's two biggest loudspeakers are back. When race spotter Joey Meyer and I bring you the latest news, results, and headlines every Monday on MRN Out Loud. Crank it up. Mondays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward a Championship, presented by Procore. As a result of the win at Talladega, Ryan Blaney will be moving on to the round of eight in this year's playoffs. We really, our mindset was really we had to win one of these two races. I mean, that was, we were so far back in points. I know Talladega's a wild card. Um, you know, there's a lot of wrecks today, and a lot of guys got tore up, but we didn't really get any stage points, and, and we were already pretty far behind the eight ball, so... 
We knew we had to probably win one of these two weeks, and yeah, it's just a huge relief. I mean, after having such a bad weekend last week, you know, it's nice to get a win and lock you into the next round for sure, but you still go out and try to win Kansas. Building toward a championship is presented by Procore. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We are cruising on along this week's NASCAR Live. Kansas is a big race for playoff drivers on the bubble. It's coming up this weekend, but they have an advantage that this is the second time we're visiting. Here's Kyle Ricky with more on that. It's a last shot at Kansas for playoff drivers to punch their ticket to the next round of the 2019 playoffs. Several drivers are in a winner bust situation, including Stuart Haas driver, Clint Boyer. Haven't won a race at home yet. Got to go back there and face that and then try to get that done and accomplished. I mean, there's always pressure everywhere you look in this sport. It starts with Daytona 500, the first race out. Pressure to win the biggest race of the year. Um, as soon as you're over with that, if you haven't won the biggest race of the year, even if you won that biggest race of the year, there's pressure to win the next one and the next one and the next one. There's always pressure on the line. Chase Elliott finds himself in a similar position after a disaster of a race at Dover. As you get put in bad positions throughout the, you know, throughout the playoffs, really and truly, your your situation just becomes clear as to what you have to do, you know. And especially when you get in the hole early, it just becomes very evident that you have to go do a really good job the next two weeks to uh, to to make it through. So, um, I mean, definitely, I mean. Obviously, we don't want our season to be over after Kansas. So, you know, I'm going to do the best job I can do. My guys are going to do the best job they can do. And, and we'll, you know, see see where it ends up. But, no, I don't necessarily think it gets any easier. I just think, you know, the way these rounds go, you know, sometimes you're frustrated. You know, dang, I wish. You, I'm sure the first thing everybody wants to say is, dang, I hate the way these rounds are when you have a bad race. But at the same time, you know, the next thought needs to be that, well, we should have won more races in the regular season and we wouldn't. It wouldn't matter, you know, so you have the opportunity to make it not matter, and, and I think that's the thing you have to keep in mind that, uh, <clears throat> you know, this deal started in, in February, and you had an opportunity to, to give yourself a buffer, um, and we, well, luckily we had a little bit of one, um, so yeah, we'll see, but uh, like I said, I, I think you just have to go do your thing, and it'll either work out for you or it won't. Hendrick driver Alex Bowman knows one mistake could eliminate him from the playoffs, but he's also looking forward to Kansas and lists it as one of his favorite racetracks. I can't wait to get there. Um, I feel like I gave that one away in the spring. I know the car we're taking there is really good. That's one of my favorite racetracks regardless of, of everything. So I'm looking forward to getting there. Um, it puts on a great show. It's probably the, the best place to showcase our current rules package. So I'm uh, looking forward to it. While Denny Hamlin might feel comfortable with his position within the playoffs, he likes his chances at Kansas being the second time they'll race there with this new rules package. Yeah, I mean, it, it's built for it. I mean, it's why we have this rule package is, is for the Kansas-type racetrack. So certainly um, it, it will perform its best on tracks like that. Anywhere we go back to twice, I feel very, very confident. Chris Busher agrees that the second time at tracks with the rules package puts his team in a much better mindset for the race weekend. I think you just you come with a little better uh, informed decision, uh, whereas a lot of the beginning of the year you're kind of guessing at what you were looking for. Um, for us, we, we stuck to a game plan that uh, probably cost us a good amount of qualifying speed, but ranked really good consistently, and now it's been a matter of trying to figure out how to get a little better qualifying speed without hurting the race side, uh, and that's hard to do. So uh, I think that's... The main thing that we've been looking at is just how to get drag out of the course without sacrificing downforce. Um, a lot of it is come back to the aero side of things and uh, you know, put yourself in the best spot to be uh, to be ready to go during a race uh, without giving away too much at uh, during qualifying days. Playoff contender Kevin Harvick is going into the cutoff, preparing like he does every week, and says his team approaches every week throughout the whole season like it's a playoff race you know i think for, for us it's it's really just a one week at a time approach and, and whether you're in a good position or a bad position it's it's really not going to be any different for us because we have been through those scenarios i'm not going to approach my week any differently um i'm not going to do anything any differently you're still just going to you know you're going to go and, and prepare the same and, and and that's the commitment that everybody 
on our team has made, you know, a few years ago was to try to try to play off race every week, uh, try to have that preparation and mindset, and, and you know, if you're not going to finish first, get the best finish that you can. Get, if you're not going to win the stage, get the most stage points that you can. And, and um, you know, those expectations, setting those like that every week, you know, doesn't really change. Um, we don't change how we how we race ever. And while the playoff cutoff is a hot topic for most drivers. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is looking at the remaining races in the season as opportunities for him to prove he belongs in the Cup Series and attract a new ride. Us and my team right now are putting a lot of emphasis on this. Uh, just want to get another win for the group of guys that you know I've worked with for a long time, and you know I know we got a good shot at it. We're definitely looking forward to going back to Kansas. We've always ran well there. Felt like my rookie year, I had, we had a chance to win, led you know, 50 or 60 laps there the first time we went. And um, it, like I said, it's been a good race for us uh, in the past. And then you know earlier this year, being able to battle with the nine and 88, uh, take the lead there, uh, gives us a you know confidence that you know the package that we had was good, but it was still fresh in the season, like you said. And so I feel like the package. You know, team to team has evolved a lot, and, and what you need in your race car to be fast at, t uh, at Kansas will be different than what we had, I feel like, uh, there in the spring. So, Brian feels good about, you know, what we're taking to the racetrack. It'll be different than what we had there in the spring, and uh, we're going to see if we can't, you know, do a little bit better of a job. Uh, I think we didn't really manage the end of that race very well. Uh, gave up a, a definitely a top five you know, finish, uh, but all in all, I'm, uh, we're, we're, we're excited to get back there for sure. Motor Racing Network will have full coverage from Kansas Speedway, kicking off on Friday with two practice sessions at 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Saturday, we've got pole qualifying for the Hollywood Casino 400 at 1.30 p.m. and the NASCAR Xfinity Series Kansas Lottery 300 at 2.30 Eastern. And on Sunday, we'll have flag-to-flag -flag coverage of the Hollywood Casino 400 playoff cutoff race from Kansas Speedway starting at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we've got NASCAR history and a tease of the latest podcast from MRN. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Inside service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Quality drinks and unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom flavor-infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. Over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The Motor Racing Network is celebrating 50 years of NASCAR coverage, and the latest podcast goes in depth of everything MRN. This week's episode covers the memorable moments that we have covered over the last 50 years. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it? He's still moving. The car stops 300, 400 feet shy of the finish line. Pearson is still running. And you're getting this picture like, oh, my God, are they going to make it to the finish line? They're not going to make it. Dale Earnhardt comes to the white flag and the caution flag, and Dale Earnhardt is going to win the Daytona 500 in his 20th try. It'll be Earnhardt coming to the stripe, finally eluding the one prize in NASCAR racing that has eluded him the most over his illustrious career. Coming down pit road and the entire crew, every crew member coming out and congratulating him. And it was almost like relief. You know, I wasn't in victory lane as Jim Phillips was, but it was almost like for those who had watched him come so close, 
you didn't have to be an Earnhardt fan to know that was a big moment. Waltrip's car slides up to the top of the groove. Here comes Wallace pinching it down low. This time he's going to get a fender alongside. They touch. Waltrip is sideways. Wallace drives through. Waltrip spinning to the infield grass. Darrell Waltrip with the brakes locked up, sliding down the front straightaway grass as Rusty Wallace continues on. I just hope he chokes on that 200,000. That's all I can tell him. Your car was really running good. It looked like it got just a little bit high in turn four. Yeah, that's what happened. But you did, he did touch it. No, he knocked the hell out of it. EW and I have had a, a great talk about that 89 Winston. We laughed a lot about it. Uh, obviously, that day, there was no laughing. I mean, he was really mad at me, and I was all jacked up. And Another special element has been added to the Daytona 500 here this afternoon that has just stepped into our booth, the President of the United States, George Bush. Welcome to Daytona, sir. Th thank you, sir. It's, uh, it's an unbelievable feeling to be here. 43 of the best stock car drivers in the world, about a 1,000 feet away from the start finish line and to call the start of the Daytona 500, the President of the United States, George Bush. Here they come to the green. You can listen to memorable moments, parts one and two on MRN.com and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, folks, it's that time of the week. Susie Armstrong is here with This Week in NASCAR History. Susie? Thanks, Mike. 1982 is our starting point this week. John Cougar's Little Ditty About Jack and Diane skips up to number one on the rock charts. A pregnant Cindy Williams, a.k.a. Shirley Feeney, splits with her TV BFF Laverne DeFazio after episode two of season eight, ending a long-standing feud between the two actresses. The medical drama St. Elsewhere kicks off a six-year run on NBC, and Daryl Waltrip was on a streak of his own, claiming the 11th of 12 1982 season victories in the Old Dominion 500 at Martinsville Speedway. White flag for Daryl Waltrip as he heads for turn number one, and if he can get it for round one more time, he will win his 11th race. Ricky Rudd closes a little bit more as Daryl has some traffic in front of him up in turn number three. But now Waltrip entering turn number three could pretty well coast home from here as he works low on the racetrack, sidled in behind some traffic looking for the checkers. Checkered flag number 11 of the 1982 Winston Cup season falls on Daryl Waltrip and the Junior Johnson Mountain Dew Buick. It's been one week since you looked at 1998, Canadian band Bare Naked Ladies tops the chart with their first mainstream hit, One Week. The Centennial Olympic Park bomber goes on the lam as federal agents seek his arrest in the 1996 domestic terror attack. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman scare up a little box office success in the Halloween classic Practical Magic. And Jeff Gordon pulled his own sleight of hand, surviving a late race restart to win his 11th Cup Clash of the Year, the infamous postponed by fire mid-October Pepsi 400. And Jeff Gordon hits the high banks for the final time, feeling a last-ditch effort from Bobby Labonte. Closes in, makes a look to the inside, can't get it done, they're single file headed to the checkers. Here they come to the trial as one car spins out of traffic. Jeff Gordon is going to come to the stripe. He wins the Pepsi 400 as Chad Little blasts the inside wall between turn four and the stripe. 2000, Three Doors Down rises to international fame with their first single, Kryptonite. Sudanese terrorists bomb the USS Cole, killing 17 American sailors. Larry David's fictionalized world came to life as Curb Your Enthusiasm debuted on HBO. And a drama far greater than fiction unfolded as Dale Earnhardt battled his way from 18th to the lead in 13 laps to win the Winston 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. Decision time at Talladega as Dale Earnhardt tries to do it again. But here comes Kenny Wallace looking to the outside lane. Earnhardt blocks him going into three. Three-car race for the win. Kenny Wallace looking for that breakthrough victory. Earnhardt trying to block him high and low. Nobody jumping out of line. Here come the leaders off the corner. It's going to be a three-way battle for the win. They'll come by the Ted Musgrave car with Earnhardt leading. Here they come into the trioval. Kenny Wallace, one final shot at Dale Earnhardt. Behind him, the whole pack steaming for the finish line. Dale Earnhardt wins it. Earnhardt wins the Winston 500. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Time to head for the exits, my friend. What a jam-packed show we've had for you today. And, of course, we're off to Kansas Speedway this weekend. Be sure to join us. Can't wait to get there. We'd like to thank Ryan Blaney for joining us on the show today. Also, our thanks to Richard Childress and Rodney Childers. I'd like to thank the rest of the MRN crew who chipped in. 
in for them. I'm Mike Patton. We thank you so much for joining us as well. We'll talk to you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.